Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to babble on about nonsense. Of course, he's going to have something to say about Harley Davidson and the dead days of winter. Do you like them? Don't you like them? That's my favorite time to ride. So stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary, quite incredible, quite unlike anything you may have experienced in your life. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highways or back roads, they're not always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take a toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale, Arkansas in your mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. You'll meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. You know, one of the best times to ride in the Ozarks is the fall. The temperatures are just right and the fall colors are pretty hard to beat. The thing is, everyone's out riding and driving. But unfortunately, when people are rubbernecking at the beautiful scenery, it means more opportunities for accidents. They may be taking pictures of the foliage with their phones and not really watching out for you. But not to worry, because law tigers are looking out for you. Law tigers are nationwide motorcycle specialists. They only represent riders like you and nothing else. So after the show, check them out online at lawtigers.com. And remember, save this number, 888-863-7234. You can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Law Tigers. Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. So we've had this Let's Roll Lift and Dolly for a while. Yeah. You've had the opportunity to work with it for a while. Oh, yeah. Just just be honest. Anything bad that you want to report? It's not black enough. <laughs> no, that's just being stupid. Uh, no, man, I really dig it. They did, in fairness, they did send you a pink one. <laughs> Bullshit. To match your personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a Pop-Tart, huh? Yeah, that's right. Little dolphins painted on the side. <laughs> yeah. Crusty on the outside, but all soft in the middle. <laughs> okay. No, here's, this is something that's really, really stupid. And most people don't think about this. I've got a a shit ton of jacks in my shop. Like, I'm, I think I've got like five or six jacks, just, you know, quick roll under bike, get it lifted up. And my biggest pet peeve about all of them is the rubber that kind of keeps the bike from sliding around on the jack. They're just glued on and they're just shit. They always get worked off. They always, I mean, within a couple of months, I don't have anything on the jack to kind of, kind of grip the bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe I don't use this let's roll enough. Like I'm not putting it up and down a lot because it's it's not really, in my opinion, meant for just that. Just quick up, quick down, all that crap. But right now I've got a 13 street glide sitting on it. And I love the grips that are on it. They just, they stay put. They're really, really thick. They're really heavy duty. They grip the frame really, really well. So once it's up and set down on it, 
That prick's not moving anywhere. Well, what's really cool is that dang thing doesn't even need to be strapped down. No. You can rock it, swing it, push on it. It ain't falling over. Right. I've beat it up. It works. You know, it, I've spun the bike 360 in my garage. I've pushed it all over the garage just to see if I get any type of a wobble. This is another thing. For whatever reason, the, like the casters are always bug me on lifts too, but they hold up really, really well. They roll over everything. You know, I always laugh at like jacks and lifts and stuff. They can lift 1,500 pounds, but they can't roll over a freaking zip tie. Yeah. But this sucker. This sucks. Yeah, this sucker, it. It works like it rolls over little pebbles, little crap like that in the floor, holds the bike super steady. Sometimes I get worried that when I'm rolling it and it catches on something, well, the bike wants to keep going. And that's really where the unstableness comes. But with this, it's so wide, it gets the front of the frame and the back of the frame that you don't have any of that. So I'm, is it easy to roll? Yes, it is. It's very easy to roll. I'm very This is a perfect item for a shop owner, but specifically for the guy that's just needing one for his garage. Yeah. You put your bike in there, scooch it out of the way. Right. You know? Right. So the other alternative to that is those cheap little, um, they're a long flat rack is what I call them, where you, I think Harbor Freight and a lot of other people have done these too, but you kind of have to lock the wheels down, roll the bike into a channel, and then there's a certain channel that kicks out for your kickstand to set on. Other than this, that's the only alternative that I've ever really seen for them. And I hate those because they're so long. They take up so much space when you're not using them. I've got a couple of them. And I always have to lean them up against the wall. And then with that little, I call it a kicker that comes out from the side of it where your kickstand goes, it makes it off balance when it's leaned up. Makes your footprint a lot larger too. Yeah. Yeah. So with this, you know, I could stack the jack that lifts the bike up under it, slide it away underneath of a, a counter or a shelf or in the corner. It takes up zero space relatively. It's easy to roll. It's easy to clean. It's easy to maneuver. And I dig that it's so wide that say you're the guy that puts his bike up for the winter. You know, you don't want to get flat spots on your tires and crap right. like that. You don't want to have to jack with it. Plus you also want to access it because... You know, guys in the wintertime, they want to start adding stuff to their bike or they want to polish it up or clean it up or get it up and clean the wheels. It's perfect for that. Oh, yeah. Just one hand, roll it out. Yeah. Lift the bike, set it on it. You can store it all winter on there. Now your tires aren't getting flat spots. It's set. You know, say you're going to be working on it. You don't have to worry about setting it back down on the ground. Say you're changing the wheels out and your wheels haven't shown up or you got to go do tires or something. The bike can sit on it and sustain and sit there for as long as you want it to. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in learning more about it, uh, we highly recommend this product. It's called Let's Roll Lift and Dolly. You can go to OzarkRides.com. If you'll just scroll down just a little bit from the homepage, you'll see a link there that'll tell you all about it. There's lots of videos so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. And uh, what the hell, if you like it, like what you see, go ahead and get one. I think you'll be really glad that you did. So, Mr. Lewis, have you had a good week? Oh, yeah, I'm still alive, so it's good enough. Oh, well, they, you know, that's something. Yeah, yeah, you got to take your wins where you can get them. And uh, you're ready for Halloween? Oh, yeah, baby. I, man, I'm in full dress all year round. I'm so, so what did you think ugly. when you walked in the house today? <laughs> Honestly, I think I told your wife, I said, you guys are turning into a regular old Harley family, all the black and orange. No. <laughs> yeah and I, I think she told you to kiss her ass or something like that <laughs> yeah get the hell out yeah one of us was leaving me or her <laughs> yeah and <laughs> she, she had her hand on the gun <laughs> she uh it is her favorite holiday bar none oh yeah dude yeah. 
We love it. We she I say we. Well, we're a team, so by default we. And uh, she decorates <laughs> up for it, and Hell she's yeah, not man. finished yet. The the best part about it is we're so rural. Hey, no kids come around. No <laughs> yeah. kids come around. Yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, you you're know. a long way removed from your panel van and handing out candy, aren't you? Yeah, those days are over. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> You're a hateful, evil little bastard. Oh, man, it's the time of year. Ghouls and goblins, baby. That's right. So, you know, whatever she who must be obeyed makes her happy, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's always happy wife, happy life, but... That's true. What about the dudes? You you just got to make everyone else happy and then you get to sit miserable? Well, as I understand it, uh, in my uh, very advanced years, the way I've been told over the years is, shut up and get your head around it. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Just shut up. Keep your head down and just, yeah. keep, just keep grinding. Yep. And you'll be all right. Hey, man, it's just the powers that be. Here's what it is. So one of the things that you were talking about earlier that I found interesting, which is really quite rare, the writing season. Yeah. Now, we're going to talk about the normality. I acknowledge, full disclosure, I'm not normal. That's apparent. We're coming into my favorite time of the year to ride. But for all the rest of you out there, the majority of them, the, yeah. That has common sense. The Harley riders that, you know, are worried about the cold temperatures oh, affecting shit, their ride. Ah, oh, shit. How'd you, how'd you like that? How I squeezed yeah, that in? Yeah. It was a stretch. It Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, we're coming up with what I always like to call is the dead days of riding for whatever reason. It's just, you know, it's getting cold out. People don't like to be uncomfortable. People don't like oh, the, the cold, brisk air. You know, all that bullshit. You know, there's some kids over at the school that have a term for that type of a person. Have you ever heard it? What is it? Cry baby titty suck. (laughs) I don't mind being a titty suck. (laughs) Oh, that might be too far. Who knows? No, I mean, it is. It's just kind of the nature of the beast for where we live. Um, Truthfully, I mean, we're... We're a couple months before, really. It gets bad here. You know, we don't really see horrible weather or really wet, January, cold. February. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, we don't get that type of weather until first part of the year. Um, I really enjoy riding in December. The air is always crisp and clean. You know, yeah, you're going to have some cold days. Like, here in a couple of days, I think it's going to be a high of like 45. Some yeah, crap overnight like that. low in the low 20s. Yeah, you know, this week we've had... 80 degree weather and then tuesday we're gonna be 45 yeah i'm gonna start the fire for the first time right and it always cracks me up it really does you know i got some buddies that live in texas and you know in some of these warmer areas they're talking about 60 degrees being cold and i'm like shit 60 degrees man that's that's a freaking walk in the park don't even put on a coat for that right but then on the flip side of that, I've got some buddies um, that come down and I've got some customers that, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, the northern states, they come to us and we're talking about 45 and they're like, shoot, this is a walk in the park. I'm like, bullshit, it's cold, man. They're like, yeah. no, we're, we're used to like freaking negative 15 So it's all temps. relevant. It really is. It really is. You know, they just switch out their motorcycles for snowmobiles this time of year. Never in my life have I been on a snowmobile of you. Yeah, you're missing out, dude. Really? You're missing out. You can wheelie the shit out of them. You can donut them. I mean, we've got, I've actually got a couple of buddies and customers that live here in the area. They got some badass sleds and they'll routinely go to. I've heard about people hot rodding them. Oh man, I got one that's, it's a twin turboed ride 
I mean, they're they're making freaking power on these things, and they just go and fun run them. You know, they'll they'll trailer up to some of the northern states, mountain states this time of year. I've seen some videos where they uh, had snowmobiles doing uh, water drags. Well, water drags, and they'll do jumps, and they'll go and get these snowmobiles and go up ramps. Oh and yeah, flip them three sixty. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, that that retard. There's something wrong with no, these people. Man. You know, I remember when Travis Pastrana pulled off the first backflip on a dirt bike and the freaking world just stopped. Like, they're like, holy shit. I never even thought, never even crossed their mind that you could do stuff like that. And it's always that way until somebody does it. Yep. Yeah. They're doing backflips, front flips. I mean, they're doing a bunch of crap on machines. I'm very impressed with those guys that can do that because yeah. my fat ass can't. <laughs> if yours can't, my, <laughs> you're you lucky get to get your fat ass out of a chair. You have to supercharge it to even get the power to move it. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing I have never done in my life, water ski. Really? Never. Surfed like crazy all my life. Well, You don't really year. seem very agile or aerodynamic no, for Well, that. I'm not anymore. <laughs> but I've never been on water skis. You're about as graceful as a belly flop. <laughs> Nowadays, yes. Thank you for noticing. Most people don't get that. <laughs> you rat bastard. I only, I'm your huckleberry. I can, that's all right. I can uh, I can smile just knowing that one day you'll be there. Oh, man. I won't be around oh, to, to laugh about it, but somebody will. Some young prick is going to be saying the same shit about me. Yeah, and you're, you're going to be exercising that middle finger. <laughs> Hopefully I'm still spry enough just to smack him in the mouth. Well, when you get to be my age and broke down like me, you still mentally want to. But oh, man. common I'm, sense tells you don't. I've never been afraid of an ass whipping. I've taken my lumps like the next guy, and I've given my lumps like the next guy. So hopefully that never changes in my mind. There you go. So have you looked at the new Harleys lately? Always. Always? Always. I'm always looking at Harleys. So, and you know, I'm not uh, bashing Harleys. I Bullshit. You know personally that I've got no problem with Harleys. I have a great deal of enjoyment out of busting your balls. But I was looking at Harleys online. Son of a bitch, they're expensive. Yes, they are. The one that, naturally, my mind, I gravitated towards the one that I liked the most, which was the Street Glide CVO. Oof. Nearly $50,000. That is the downfall. That is the downfall. The You're... most expensive Indian is almost half that. Yeah, but with the Indian, you're not getting the Harley name, the Harley heritage, the Harley everything else that comes along with it. No, so by rights, the Indian should be charging a lot more because <laughs> you're getting all the Indian name, the Indian heritage, and, yeah. you know, and I could go on and on. Here, here's the thing <laughs> about that. I do like Indians. I've said it to a numerous, numerous people. And I people. like Harleys, but I like busting you up. Harley, 1903 to today's time. Never really been a gap. Indians inconsistent with their gap years. They're all the, all the shit that's happened with Indian. Honestly, it's the Indian name and that's solely it. That's fair. You know, you can't argue with the, that the truth. Yeah. I love Polaris stuff. You know, they've done an amazing job relaunching Indian. I'll say it every single day. They've done an amazing job. I think they've done well enough that it's here to stay. Yes. Yes. I mean, they've done very, very well, but it's Polaris. It's not the original Indian group. It's not, which granted, obviously Harley, people have died. There's still lineage of the Harley Davidson original family in Harley Davidson today. But it wasn't consistent, meaning it wasn't always that way. 
They did have a period where they went away to another company. But. But they got it back. I can't even 100% agree with that. And there's probably guys that are going to prove me wrong. Because although AMF was the contributor, the the overall, the majority. Bowling ball company. There was still Harley Davidson lineage in the company during those years. It wasn't just, granted, they didn't have majority control, but they were still there. They were still overseeing. They were still had their fingerprints and their name incorporated with it. They were still a part of it. They just weren't the majority at that time. Well, here's a question. I'm playing devil's advocate here. If they were still involved, still kind of maintaining the the Harley deal, why is it during those years, and nobody can really argue with this, the Harley product was crap? Why did they allow that? So they either didn't have the say in the input that you're claiming, or they turned a blind eye and said, fuck it. Let me ask you a question. If someone is paying a lot of money for you, okay? So say, let's let's break this down. Let me see how I can, I can put this into a perspective. I can see where this is going, but I'll give you the way. Okay. Say with your particular motorcycle, it's your bike, it's your everything, but someone is footing the bill for it. It's not solely just what you want out of your motorcycle. It's what they want as well. They're the one footing the bill. So they will take your criteria, your guidelines, but they're going to they're gonna pay for what they want on it. So with that, it was just freaking money. It wasn't that the Harley brand was bad. It wasn't that the Harley anything was bad. It was just solely money. Well, to AMF's credit, they kept Harley alive. Had it not been for that, Harley would not be in business today. I think they would. I think they would have relaunched, but it would have been very, very hard. They would have gone out of business for a period. Think about all the other companies that kind of went down and went under... I mean, Indian wasn't producing anything at that time. No. Now, granted, you had all the Japanese and metric stuff, which, why did they do well? Because they were using some Harley design. They were using some Harley stuff. You know, they sold copyrights, I believe is what it was. They sold design and they sold stuff to the metric companies to kind of get them out of that. And yes, AMF, they did have a majority on it. Big on their parts for taking the big leap to try to jump in and get with the program with Harley. I mean, it is somewhat of the Harley dark years, yes, but it was all it was all about money. It was never about Harley was junk and they were losing losing people left and right. It was solely about money and backing. Well, with a backer, AMF did it the right way for them. They took their money. They had a big majority say. They had you know what they wanted out of the situation. So, even though it was the dark years, I love AMF bikes. People hate them. I are love you serious? Them. I can't really think that anybody would choose to say i could have a harley that is owned by harley one of the post amf bikes versus an amf bike i have heard many a harley riders and lovers that said you know given the opportunity there's no way in hell they would want one of the amf bikes i i particularly like it a lot of people hate that i can't that say time. that for myself i'm not educated enough on that but a lot of people hate those years for whatever reason and i like them because and this, I'm going to ask why you. Okay. So here's my take on it. And a lot of guys say, well, it wasn't Harley. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. I love the idea that Harley was big enough to say, hey, we got to salvage what we can salvage out of it. You know, that's the years that Harley had to fight to be Harley Davidson. And that's what I love about it. They had to relinquish control of a lot of things to stay Harley Davidson, to stay going, to stay a brand and to stay a name. 
So the bigger thing is, is they talk about how they were junk. They leaked oil. They didn't work very well. Yeah, there was a lot of issues. Granted. But the hot rodder in me says, okay, well, let's take this shit that didn't really work and let's rework it in the aftermarket world and make it good. Like I could, maybe not me personally, but yeah, I'd say I could me personally. But a lot of guys, look at a lot of the custom bikes right now. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, here, Billy Lane. He He ran a lot of shovelhead stuff. Well, the majority of the shovelhead years were AMF, right? Yeah. He's making badass choppers with shovelhead power plants. Did great. Did well. But like you said, Indian Larry. all been reworked. Yes. So that's 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 why I'm like, hey. So are they really an AMF product? Well, fuck no. I mean, none of their bikes were because they were all custom done. You yeah. know, factory Harleys. I love late 70s FLHs. Absolutely love them. Every last part about them. Shitty ass four-speed bikes, shovelhead, leaking ass things. I just love that. I don't know what it is. I like the... Going against the grain and going against what's status quo. and So yeah, at the time, you can go buy a Japanese bike and they made decent power and they were fun bikes to ride. A completely different motorcycle than a Harley, nonetheless. But you could go get on a bike pretty inexpensively that was going to be very reliable, didn't leak a whole lot. Or you could go buy a Harley and have it leaking, have it have, you know, lifter block issues or crankcase issues and stuff like that. You still had a Harley. You still had something that was worth more and more desirable than that Japanese motorcycle. Maybe not right then and there during the time, but fast forward 15, 20 years, there wasn't a lot of people in the 80s and 90s said, shit, I need to get rid of my Harley and go get on a Honda. No. A lot of those guys, tried and true, were like, hell, this is what I can afford. I'm going to buy this AMF Harley and make it work and still be on a Harley. Yeah. So that's what I like about it is just that that was the that was a struggle point for Harley Davidson, and I love the fact that they didn't just throw in the towel. You've always been one for the underdog. Yes, I have. I have. A lot of companies would have just been like, "Oh, well, we're done. We made our millions. What's next?" No, the man they fought tooth and nail to keep it going, to right the ship a little bit, and then when they could into the '80s, they were like, "All right, we're coming back." They bought back they gained total control they started changing some things they started fixing the the woes of the late 60s into the 70s and look at them now dude they're selling fifty thousand dollar motorcycles and they're selling they're not sitting on the shelf they're not sitting in showrooms mother truckers are buying those bikes so that's why i am other than the, the actual motorcycle itself that's why i'm very pro harley and as they are um Prone to say, there's nothing wrong with that. You'll be all right. <laughs> Do you need a fresh swizzle stick and umbrella for your beer? Not a trucker. You don't put in a swizzle stick and umbrella in then a Then why are you doing it? Fuck off. Do you need another beer? Possibly. We're getting Well, down. listen, because there's one more in the fridge. That's an odd number. Yeah. And I don't drink beer. I don't want to sit, let that guy sit there lonely all week. That's all I'm t- saying, you know. <laughs> I miss the days... This started off really, really strong. I miss the days of Jameson and <laughs> Jameson. whiskey glass sitting here. Maybe but, we'll, but, but I don't all the days are coming up, so maybe we <laughs> we will uh, yeah. revert back to that. Is that your favorite brand, Jameson? Oh, I don't have a single favorite. You know, a lot of people say that. You, granted, Harley's my favorite, but a lot of people talk about that bullshit. And like, even you talk about this with your motorcycle, how I am not 
sentimental about a damn thing. I am extraordinarily sentimental about my bike. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys. I know you find that puzzling. I don't find it. I mean, truthfully, like the way I look at that, when people talk about sentimental, I'm like, oh, whatever floats your boat, fuck off. I don't care. But with me personally, like I ain't sentimental to shit. Now, let me ask you this. And I may be sorry that I ask. When my bike's at your shop sitting there, you know, for whatever reason, and people come up and say, God damn, that's badass bike. Mm-hmm. They don't uh, say that about the Harleys down there, do they? Fuck off. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, to be fair, mine's extraordinarily custom, and most of the Harleys are not yeah, in okay. your shop. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's not sitting right there next to a 1950 panhead that's worked over that everybody loves. Your, yeah, uh-huh. my bike uh-huh. sometimes is sitting there next to that panhead chopper, yep. which is a sweet bride. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't understand to this day why it's not here. Why is it there with you? Because <laughs> you ain't got enough money, home slice. Yeah, all right. So you, you bust my balls about the AMF years, and you, you talk about that and the Harley and everything. So when you're talking about today's day and age with a Sevo being 50 grand and most new motorcycles, they are expensive. They're awesome bikes. I yeah. like them. I mean, if I had to buy one, that's where I veered to. So here's here's my psychosis and here's my mental deficit. Everybody's looking right. Everybody's looking to the future. Everybody's looking at all this newfangled technology and all this really, really badass, high horsepower, very rideable, very comfortable stuff. I just sold all my new comfortable bikes. I don't really have a new bike in the stable. But what did I just buy? A nineteen hardtail. I've got a hardtail. I've got my son's bike. It's it's not new by no means. And uh, you know, don't say it's you got. It's his bike. Yeah. And he will let you know. Yes. So I sold my new glide. I sold my big wheel bagger. I've sold But you're a bike whore. I'm a slut. I'm a bike slut. I don't love just one bike. Right now, currently, I I own 10 motorcycles that are my personal. But I don't have just Harley. I've got some Japanese, old vintage Japanese bikes. I've got some choppers and old, just things like that. But I guess BSA. I would. I'm too big and fat for a BSA. Unless it was just like some... Just for tootling around the neighborhood. I don't tootle. All right, let's get it straight. I don't tootle for shit. If I'm going to go and ride, it's going to be a different type. Um, Would I love to have one just to have and look at? Yeah. Sure. But to ride, I fuck that. I'm not into a BSA to ride, truthfully. And they're different kinds of bikes to ride. Yes, they are. They are. But I just bought a 76 Harley. And that's what I, I am in, truthfully in love with the idea of that motorcycle. And I think there's a lot of guys out there like that and like me that are, yeah, I can go have this new bike and have all this crap. Say 50 grand. If I dump 50 grand into that shovel head, I'd be retarded is what I would be. But I could dump a fraction of that money into an old bike and have something very unique, have something that nobody else has, has something that's neclectic. And I will guarantee you, and I could be wrong because there's going to be a couple people out there like, eh, bullshit, screw that. But in the Harley community, I can ride, once I get done with this 76, I can ride it up to a bike night, to a rally, to a show, to a whatever, where there's a big gathering right next to a guy on a new Sevo, and I would damn near put money on it. That when I roll in and that person rolls in on that motorcycle, that bike's getting looked at more so than that Sevo. 
Yeah, you'd rather take that money and spend it on two or three bikes. Oh my God, yeah. 50 grand, I could buy a shit ton of old Harleys and still customize them and still put stuff into them and maybe even have money left over. For your bottle of Jameson. Yes, sir. But you know, even with the Jameson, the umbrellas and straws, they're a little extra. Yeah, they don't have a long enough straw or big enough umbrella to fit a fifth of Jameson. Uh, I Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will find it. Uh, so that's just kind of where I'm at and me personally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more against the grain. And when people are doing X, I'm doing Y. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of guys out there like me. And I think it's coming back. I've seen a huge influx in prices of the motorcycles from the 70s and 80s that were Harleys. I really yeah. have. And maybe it's because those guys that had them or when they were young, that was the bike that they had to have and wanted. And that was the hot thing. Now they've got money. Now they're wanting those bikes again type of thing. But now I'm also not so short-sighted that I may not keep a newer bike in the stable just for when my wife wants to ride or whatever. But if I chose right now, you give me an old shovel head an old pan head, something like that to ride or a newer glide or a newer, you know, diner or something like that. Me personally, I'm going to choose that older bike. That's just the way you roll. Yep. Well, I think we can uh, pretty much call it a done day there. I know you've got lots of shit to do today. Oh man. It's me. I've it got just football to is. watch. Shoot. You're watching your cholesterol is what you're watching. No, I've got pills for that. I don't need to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, you got to go check your stash of Depends. Make sure that you're good enough for the next week. Throw one on. Sit in the old chair. They come in the mail in an unmarked box. <laughs> like Cialis or Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you've enjoyed our little podcast and would like to help support the podcast and Ozark Rides website, then you might consider becoming a club member. You can do that simply by going to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides. Or naturally, you can find the link at OzarkRides.com. Also, just a reminder, you can find the Random Thoughts from the Road podcast, that's the very one you're listening to, on any of your favorite podcast platforms, such as Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, really all of the other platforms as well. So until next time, keep it safe and stay on two wheels. Preferably a Harley. <laughs>